Okay, hello. Welcome to episode 167 of Sack Kings Therapy. Uh, we're recording this one day after the All-Star game. And uh, in this episode, we're going to go through the All-Star events. We're going to talk about the hopes um, that we have for the Kings, like what we think they should do. Um, and then we're going to actually do a Kings quiz, since there really isn't going to be a game until, I believe, Thursday. So, you know, I had some extra time. Might as well have some fun and do a Kings quiz. And then we'll end with some wrestling talk. So, all right, let's uh, let, let's start it here. Let me introduce my co-host. He is sitting there patiently waiting for his cue, Fong. Hello. Okay, um, did you watch the All-Star game? Did you, which, actually, which events did you watch? I only watched, like, half of the, whatchamacallit, of the all-star game <laughs> i didn't watch the free point didn't watch the dunk didn't watch the celebrity game or the korox whatever clutch challenge thing that they did uh those i watched highlights for so there's that so, yeah so full disclosure here as well i only watched the fourth quarter of the uh all-star game everything else i was i just had a busy weekend could it simply could not catch it um but let's let's start with the main event i guess and then kind of go down the line um so the so the all-star game steph curry 16 threes uh lebron james game winner and it it looked really it was a really fun game i will question what in the hell was the team durant lineup i did not get it it was i think devin booker trey young joel Embiid. <laughs> Dev, did I say Devin Booker already? Zach yeah. Levine. And who was the other guy that was out there? I don't even remember. But Jaw. No, it was not Jaw. Jaw was not out there. Uh. I don't even remember. Say like that. That's how important it is. Like, I don't even remember who the, fourth, the fifth guy was. But like you list out, the, I just listed out three guys that don't really do jack shit for you off the ball, and guys don't that don't defend. And then on the other side. You had Jared Allen specifically to guard Joel Embiid. He did a great job. Um, they had uh, Darius Garland. They had Steph Curry. They had LeBron James and and uh, Demar Derozan. All those guys, pretty much, other than maybe Darius Garland, but he he played well out there. They looked like they belonged out there. I don't know what the hell the other team like. What in the hell was that lineup? Who was the coach? I don't remember who the coach was, but yeah, I remember when they did the draft. I was like, man, LeBron drafted some uh, some good pieces into his team. And for Dre, he just was like picking and choosing away from, you know, James Harden. So like the thing with like the way Durant picks his teams is like he picks hoopers. He has no regard for if they fit on his team, if they make any sort of sense. He basically gets guys that gets buckets. You know, completely ignoring the fact that, you know, you only have one ball. And a lot of these guys, again, don't do all that much for you off the ball. Like Trey Young, good shooter, sure. Not doesn't do much off the ball, doesn't move. Devin Booker, been really good. He really was not good in that fourth quarter. Granted, it's the all-star game. Like, I'm not gonna be too critical of it. And like who's the Zach Levine, not doing much for you off the ball either. Like, I I don't know what I don't know what that lineup was. Uh, yeah, I mean, who knows? But it was a pretty close game. I'm surprised, uh, to be honest, towards the end. I mean, poetic justice in a way, like LeBron James isos and just hits a ridiculous one one legged fadeaway um, in Cleveland, coming back to his hometown that he hinted he might be back at some point. <laughs> we'll see about that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm guessing they're getting Bronny. I, I don't know. <laughs> That'd be so rigged if somehow they get to draft uh, Bronny. I, I will say, the, like at least from what I've heard, Bronny's okay. He's not like a generational talent, at least from what it seems. So you might be able to get him in the second round for all you know. Hmm. He might end up going in the first round for the sake of being LeBron James's son. But I mean, it, it, I don't know. Let, let, let's see. Let's see what happens. I'm not going to speculate too much on that. Steph Curry, 16 threes, just. He, he also hit some crazy ass floaters. Um, just, yeah, he was pretty ridiculous. Although like he really cooled down towards the end. Oh yeah, in Steph Curry fashion. I mean, <laughs> I'm wondering uh, if he'll, uh, you know, do this well in the regular season. 
Um, yeah, and then like DeMar DeRozan, like I remember a few years ago when he was the, when he was like the closing lineup, and I believe he was the all-star starter. I think it was his last year in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Like he did not look like he belonged out there. He looked like the guy that just, you know, didn't really just, you know, should have been on the bench that again, did like in the same manner of like Zach Levine and those guys, like didn't just, what are you doing? He doesn't do jack shit for you off the ball. So like, why is he out there? DeMar DeRozan is a nasty man. He has grown into probably like he had a really not a tough shot, but it was a vintage, like you know, DeMar DeRozan hand in his face, fade away mid range. Like that that man is bad. And you know, and then on the other side, Joel Embiid, he was he was the man on the other side. He just weirdly didn't have help, I guess. Like which that's another thing I'll t- well, I won't get into it, but like man, him playing with James Harden. I don't know if that's gonna work just because like he was a he was a force all unto himself, but like no one else was doing anything. And I'm not saying it's his fault that no one else was doing anything, but he might be a little bit tough to play with. I'm just saying. I mean, it's the all-star game. Is they're not really trying to uh, you know have a like the greatest game. I, I, I to be honest, I forgot how the uh, scoring works. It, it was for um, charity, right? For each quarter. So yes, it was charity, and like they add up the three, the like basically they add up the scores of like the three quarters, and then they add twenty four to it, and basically whoever has the higher score, they add twenty four to that score, and you have to reach the number that basically after you add 24 to the highest score after the third quarter like whoever reaches that number first wins the game Mm. so that's that's what the elam ending is and i actually like it like they actually started locking in like you know it wasn't it wasn't pretty uh, sometimes but like they started locking in towards the end lamello ball was the other one that was out there i i actually thought he belonged out there like weirdly enough (laughs) yeah so yeah, okay, that's more, that's more, that's way too much to talk about the All-Star game. Anyways, let's quickly just kind of just blow through some of these other things. Did you like the skills challenge? Uh, it was interesting. Then again, the only uh, highlight I saw was, you know, the Halbert one, of course. That was a, that was the Clorox Clutch Challenge. That wasn't the skills challenge. Oh, the skills challenge? Then never mind, I did not watch the skills challenge. Jeez. Okay, we won't talk about that too much, but I will say, they, they seem to get weirdly complicated with these things, and part of me kind of likes it they have like some weird passing thing where like you know you you pass as a team and you rack up points as a team like you have to rotate you can't pass the same hole it, it's a bunch of stuff but i, I kind of dig it i'm not gonna lie it is still stupid how you in the skill shot you don't actually have to make the shot like they the players didn't know this but you can just you can just chuck these shots at the same time but that that's here nor there but that's all i'll say about the uh skill challenge i kind of like it well i'll have to see next year but uh, as you mentioned um the clorox clutch challenge halliburton and um desmond bain won that one they had a, it basically it was a lot of halliburton like that guy couldn't miss and then uh desmond bain basically finished up with what was it the four point shot i think it was yeah or whatever they call it the quarter half quarter whatever shot he, he hit a long three he had a very yeah, long yeah three, basically <laughs> it is it's kind of the it's kind of the thing um yeah i mean it kind of i actually really wanted to see um well actually no davion wasn't in this one never mind i was going to say something about davion being in this uh event but he was not at this event so um i mean shout out to halliburton like that guy like he's making us miss him every day um you know congratulations to him for winning that challenge yeah Pretty much carried Desmond Bain into the end. Um, what, Rising Star Challenge? Any takes on that? Uh, man, I I must have missed a lot then. <laughs> there was it was a surprisingly long weekend. Um, I I mean I, I'll say this I, I I don't know if this makes me this probably does make me a bad person. Was a little I I felt a sense of joy that Halliburton didn't win this challenge because it, it would have made it hurt more because oh. he, he was like he was one of the like the best players out there you know like he was the point guard controlling the offense he just kind of like well it's just that his team didn't do that well I think was what happened I didn't watch the full game so mm. yeah yeah too bad Davion wasn't able to play uh, in his respected team but you know. I guess congrats to Cade. Now I remember I did watch the highlights for that. 
Yeah, congratulations to them. Uh, Three-point contest, Cat Car, the Towns wins it surprisingly. Had a really good performance that actually, like, it was so good, it actually overshadowed how good uh, Luke Kennard and Trey Young were in the final uh, round. Um, but yeah, congratulations to Cat for winning that one. Yeah, congrats to him. Um, dunk contest was kind of a disaster. Like, the dunks themselves weren't terrible. It just was that, you know, they had way too many failed attempts. And the crowd was was just dead when it, when it, they were basically just saying just make something. Apparently, mm -hmm. there is a video that's that's circulating on Twitter where Kareem Abdul-Jabbar just starts just left in the middle of the dunk contest, oh. and the caption was "When you piss off the ancestors." Oh, <laughs> it, it was it was bad. Like there there I think there was I think JTA got like on one of his dunks. He, he I think he just gave up and just did a, re, a pretty standard dunk. Mm -hmm. Oh no, he tried to put his arm through, he tried to put his elbow in the rim and couldn't. And the, all the judges gave him sixes. Like it was, it got that bad. <laughs> like, Jeez. And yeah, that's a score of 30 if you're doing the math. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was, it was, um, congratulations to Obi Toppin though. I would not have picked him to win just because the uh, big men usually don't win this contest because dunks are considered easy for them. And, uh, you know, just, I was surprised that he got the nod. Yeah, once he told me that there was a lot of misses because, you know, like I said, I watched the highlights for the dunk contest. Uh, even, the, even the dunks I saw on the highways were kind of, eh, it's, it's whatever. Yeah, I mean, we've seen better, of course. No one can top the uh, Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon, but man, yeah, I didn't expect it to be that bad. <laughs> Uh, just give it another 10 more years we'll get something like that every 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 few years you get a really good one um but this was not the year however shout out to Cole anthony that dude duncan tims i love <laughs> i love that guy he he's like he's kind of anthony Edwards. it's just that like it's weirdly enough they the, the magic are even more irrelevant than the timberwolves and but like he's a funny ass guy he's from new york he's got the new he embodies new york basketball and I mean, yeah, just Duncan and Tim's. That was that was funny as shit to me. Yeah, maybe someday Orlando will become more relevant because, yeah, Cole Anthony is pretty nice. He's nice. I don't know if he's a great NBA player because, like, it's one of those things where where he doesn't do much off the ball, and I and he's small, doesn't play any defense, and I don't know, I don't know. Like once Jalen Suggs, I think comes into comes into form, I don't know if he has a uh, if he has a role anymore. Mm. Yeah. Oh man. I guess we'll see. Okay. Well, um, that is it for the All Star Weekend. Let's uh, pivot over to the Kings. Uh, so, uh, do you have the standings up right now? What is their record? Well, their record is twenty-two and thirty-eight. Twenty-two and thirty-eight. Okay. So, and you and I believe they are three and a half games out of the ten spot right now behind mm. Portland. Yes, they are. So, the chances are there's a very small chance, unless like Portland actually gets their shit together and actually starts tanking, like they're actually supposed to. Um, like they're not gonna. Like chances are the 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 chances of the Kings making the play in is slim to say the least. But there is an argument for them to try and go for the play in, you know, for the sake of um, building culture. And just build and just like working for something, try and build something for next year, as opposed to you know just phoning in and tanking. However, the reverse argument is that you should tank and get a good pick because this is a five, four or five player draft, and you really should prioritize getting a top four, top five pick. Oh and, man, really? And so, and also, I I mistakenly said that you could make the playoffs and still end up with a lottery pick. That is incorrect. If you do make the playoffs, now if you make the play-in, it doesn't matter. It's whatever your record is. But if you make the playoffs, your pick will be out of the lottery. Because for some reason, I thought the Grizzlies last year got a better pick than the Warriors. They did not. They got, I think, the 17th pick. And I think the Warriors had the 13th or the 14th. I don't remember. But like, so yes. So if you if we somehow, you know, by any chance, you know, beat the Lakers and make the playoffs. Um, we lose our lottery pick. Well, no, we don't lose it, but it, it's not a lottery pick anymore. It's going to start at 15, I think. Hmm. I see. Ah, man. 
I, I have. I, I don't think I asked you the question yet. Which which route would you prefer? Would you prefer going for wins, making the play-in, or just straight up tanking for the top four pick? So if we make the play-in, and let's just say we lose the play-in, around what seating or what uh what you call it uh pick we're gonna get around one to ten? Uh, give or take. Let me check right now. Um. So we're number six right now. So assuming that, you know, we make the play in and mm. somehow assuming we have a we have a worse record than New York, we will have the eighth pick. If we have a if we have a worse record, we would or we have a better record than New York, we would probably end up being the tens. Man, yeah. I don't wanna say we should tank because it's it's gonna be pretty tough to tank against. Let's see. Let's see. There's Houston, OKC, Detroit, Detroit and Orlando. That's and Indiana's actually. You're, you're not. You're not catching those guys. Like this yeah. is no way. So those are already like secured four picks out of five that you said that this was gonna be a, you know, a five man draft. I would say just go for the play in to be honest, because getting that fifth spot is very tough in my opinion, and. Uh, even if we were, you know, seeking that, I mean, there's probably going to be other teams that are going to be seeking for that spot as well. Um, so the experience for the play-in would be pretty much outweighed, you know, whatever pick or whatever chances uh, or whatever, you know, how many losses we'll get and, uh, you know, lose that type of experience for our team. Look, I- I've talked many times about the Zach Harper speech that he gave to the uh, to the Pelicans like two years ago, in the uh, right before the pandemic, mm-hmm. the, it's basically that if you fight, if when you when you play games that matter, in, in the case, let's just say you know we're in a dog fight towards the end of the season for the play-in, like those games matter, and you have to rise to the challenge to be able to fight through all that adversity in order to make the play. And that kind of experience cannot be replicated. You need that kind of experience in order to take the next step. And like, I'm so like, I'm always an advocate for just playing to not to lose. And like the, the idea of tanking, like you, we tank for so many years, it just hasn't worked. Maybe it mm-hmm. works with this regime. I, I can't say for sure, but like, I'd rather just play for wins, try and build something for next year. And, you know, if you make the plan, you make the plan. If you don't make the plan, that's fine. But as long as I guess you tried, there's something to it. Of course, you can, there's always going to be people that's like, well, if you were going to lose anyway, why don't you just tank? Do you really want to watch a tanking product? And sure, it's, you know, in the long term, it's probably better to tank. And it actually is better to tank, but it's a shit product to watch. And honestly, like this, this team has lost so much. Like it's there's a cloud over the team, and you're never gonna break out of it by losing more. I don't think. Even if you get a Jabari Smith this year, even if you get a Paulo Benchero, Benchero, I don't remember how to pronounce it. Uh, Chet Holmgren, like that. That's not really gonna change your fortunes right away. It's probably gonna take one or two years. So that's there's probably gonna be more losing in there. So I'm always an advocate for just winning and honestly just going for the play in. And again, my dream scenario with how the do you have the standings still open? Yes. What is what's is the, are the Lakers in the ninth spot? Yes. So my dream scenario, Lakers stay put right there. We make the 10 spot and we knock their ass out of the play in because of one game. So yeah, that's what I, that's what I want to see. <laughs> Oh man, if only we'll have to see. Let's see, three and a half games. It'll be a tough stretch, and uh, let's see. This Thursday we're gonna go against uh, Denver. Denver. Yeah, and then we go against Denver again in, in <clears throat> Denver. <laughs> yeah, is it is it back to back? It is not a back to back. I believe there is travel involved, so I think there's a day in between. If I remember right, I don't. Uh, I don't have the schedule up, but that's how I remember it. I see. But so yeah, it's it's still a tough schedule ahead. Uh, we we only have like what eight home games left too. So hopefully we'll get to see a home game soon. But uh, yeah, I mean, 
we'll see how the Kings do because uh, you know I missed uh, the last few losses uh, that you've covered uh, for us, and uh, yeah, I mean, still work in progress. I feel for them, and you know, the experience will help them. Yeah, we'll we'll see how they play against these upcoming teams. They do have a very tough schedule to end the, to end the season, and apparently Portland has one of the easiest schedules to finish. Um, Pelicans uh, also have one of the tougher schedules along with us. So, you know, it'll be a tough stretch. But again, like they, Portland traded away all these guys and are now winning. How long does this last? And really, like, I mean, talk about t- needing to tank. You probably need to tank, <laughs> like <laughs> for real. But I don't know. I don't know what their priorities are. That's totally up to them. I mean, they got something going. And again, I am always an advocate for winning games and gaining experience. And honestly, if they want to, if they want to give us a top pick, I'm 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 up for that. <laughs> Let's go for it. <laughs> uh, if only. Okay. Well, yeah. So both of us agree that we should probably just go for the play in and try and build for something. Uh, build for something for next year. Yeah. Yep. So that's where we stand. I, I just, I, I get it. You probably want to tank, but from what I've listened to, um, to Sam Bassini, there aren't exactly franchise changers in this draft either, even in the top four. There, there, there isn't a Zion. There isn't a Jaw. There isn't even a uh, K Cunningham type. Like they're just. So I, I, I don't know. That, that's just me. Maybe, you know, for maybe, maybe we get some basketball karma for not trying to tank and bastardize the entire process. And maybe we, maybe we get some good karma, and the basketball gods finally reward us with a good pick. You never know. Yeah, never know. But you know, I trust Monty knows the person to pick, regardless of what, um, you know, standing we're at or whatever pick we get. I'm pretty sure he knows which one we, <laughs> which McCall would, uh, I want to say fit, would be the best pick. So like the fit thing never made sense to me with Vladi anyways, because like, why the hell you keep drafting centers? Like Papa, Papa G when DeMarcus was around, <laughs> Billy yeah. Collie Stein, what the fuck? It's, I, I've never got, like he, it was the bad type of fit and talent. And granted, like, there, there are arguments for uh, Willie Cauley-Stein, like, as a great talent coming out of Kentucky, because you always bet on Kentucky, guys. But, you know, like, wh- why? Why at that position? But we'll, we'll see. I Yeah, I agree with you. Like, you know, um, Monty has, like, his, his stamp on the Kings thus far is that he's been really good at drafting. So mm-hmm. that's one thing I can trust him on to, you know, do well. Oh, yeah. And honestly, like, you know, um, James Ham brought this up. So the idea, the idea is that, like, you know, right before the bubble, like the, the Suns were basically in the same position that we were at. In fact, they were actually further down the standings. Remember, they, they went 8-0 in the bubble and did not make the playoffs. And the reason why was because they were so shit before that that they couldn't make it. And of course, in that, in that like, in, during that eight-game stretch, they built something, right? Mm-hmm. And also, like they they swung a big trade during the offseason to get Chris Paul. And one of the ways they did it was with draft picks and you know salary filler with I think Kelly Oubre and I believe Ricky Rubio. So I now I'm not saying I because I'm not saying that the Kings will do that, because I don't know who the Chris Paul of this offseason is. But like the Kings are in a pretty good position to be able to make a move like that. Now, of course, we gave up Halliburton in the Sabonis trade, and you know we that's you know that's going to take a bit to see how it how it plays out. But the the but the benefit of you know only I guess only giving up Halliburton in that trade, you still have all your draft picks. So there is all the chance in the world that Monty can make a big swing in the offseason. Mm. You know, like say another team flames out in the playoffs, like. Not saying this will happen, but like let's just say for whatever reason, Jalen Brown is pissed off after losing in the playoffs again. Because let's be honest, not winning the championship, mm-hmm. and maybe this flame out spectacularly. Maybe Jalen Brown starts to look around. Pascal Siakam, like I don't know what the situation is up there. Like they make the playoffs, they flame out. Like where are they going? There, there's there there are options out there. I'll just say that. It's just. 
a big what if because I don't know as of right now there's not really much yet but yeah we'll have to see after the playoffs I, I can't say, stop saying that um, last thing before we move on to the Kings quiz so uh, Jerry Reynolds was on the off the record uh, happy hour with uh, James Ham, which yours truly attended uh, ah. Fong was not able to attend because he's not he's not a true fan like me <laughs> um, and you know I, hopefully I don't get in trouble for saying this because it was off the record but like I don't I don't think it's a big deal but Jerry Reynolds said on said during that meeting that Larry he talked to Larry Bird he's very close with Larry Bird they're both from French Lake and if you don't if you don't know where that is honestly I don't know where that is either it's in Indiana it's Larry Bird's hometown and apparently it's the same hometown that Jerry Reynolds went to and apparently they're about the same age I think Jerry was a little bit older but he talked to Larry Bird after the trade happened with Sabonis and Tyrese Halliburton and you know Larry Bird said they don't know why Indiana traded Sabonis because Sabonis would have been the guy he would have built around if he was the GM of the Pacers. Hmm. Interesting. Huh. So wait, who who's the current GM right now? Uh, you won't know him. Kevin Pritchard, I think, is his name. Um, uh, yeah. Larry Bird was the president a few like a few years back during the Paul George era, and you know there's mm-hmm. mixed results in that one. But, yeah, like you know, high praise from Larry Bird. Like Larry Bird is a is a pretty good talent evaluator, and he's a guy that knows his shit for sure. So you know, high praise from um, Larry Bird. I just wanted to mention that. I see, but it, <clears throat> did they mention if Larry Bird would have made the trade if uh, Halliburton was able to get to the Pacers? So he said he really liked Halliburton, but he would have kept some bonus. Oh. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. So hmm. I know I just, I just thought it was interesting. Hopefully, I don't get in trouble because again, it was off the record. But this is nothing like really that. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I hope he doesn't mind. I don't think James Ham or Jerry Reynolds listen to this podcast, but if they ever <laughs> do, um, hope hopefully you guys are okay with it. But anyways, all right. Let's uh let, let let's move on to the Kings quiz and. Hit, let's see, hit the music. Okay, well, um, hopefully you're ready for this one, Fong, because your expertise, you've you've admitted before, your expertise is not on the on other NBA teams, but you are pretty well versed in the Sacramento Kings. Now is time for the moment of truth. (laughs) Can you do well on a King's quiz that I crafted? I feel like I'll do better than the other quizzes. Then again, what did I get in the Chicago one? I forget. You got four points, I believe. Okay, I I predict that I'll get more than four points this game because I I feel like I'm going to get stumped for a few questions for some reason. Okay, you're coming in in hot. Okay, well, uh, so let me just check. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay, so eight. So there's a total of nine points. So there's a very good chance you can get four points here. So uh, same rules as before. There's a, there's going to be a few bonus questions that I'll give you bonus points for. Okay. And there are going to be six questions and you're going to pick a number from one to six. And uh, yeah, so any questions you have, feel free to ask me and I will, I will or, or will not answer it depending on what the question is. And uh, all right, let's get the party on the road. Pick a number from one to six. Oh boy, I wish I studied for this, but let's go with number one. Number one, Bobby Jackson is one of the most beloved Kings in, in, in Kings franchise history. He's always been the spark plug off the bench. I believe Is his name the microwave, the nickname? Is that him? The microwave? I remember like James Ham saying it, but anyways, he is known for being that microwave spark plug off the bench. And for many years that he was dirt, he would played in sack. He was just that he was a spark plug off the bench. He actually very much rarely started. And, and the fact is he actually never really started much for most of his career, even on other teams. So 
there's going to so this is a two part question so there are there's more than one point but you have to get all um both questions right so okay my question after saying all of that is what is the most amount of games he's ever started in a season during his career and oh. the second part of the question is how what is the most amount of games he ever started for the kings oh so, interesting so do you need me to repeat that question because that was a lot of words so. <laughs> yeah so you're saying how many games he started in his career no 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 the most amount of games he's ever started in a season and the most amount of games he ever started for as a king in a season okay geez started Okay, let's start with the Kings part. How how many he started? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I guess. Hello. Oh no! So go ahead. Sorry. sorry. Oh, I sorry. <laughs> you you threw me off a little. I'm trying to think of a number. It's not. I don't think it was that high. I'm gonna say. Uh, I gotta guess a number. Let's say around. 18 oh, oh man one of these days i really should just start like either make give you a range or just not yeah or just not have an exact or just stop with the numbers but uh that is incorrect oh man how many uh he started 26 games for the kings in the 0203 season and that is the most games he's ever started for the Kings. oh my goodness okay now for the for part for the first part of the question, how many games did he? What is the most amount of games he's ever started in a season? Not for the Kings. Well, it's a it's a team. Basically, he start he's played for other teams and he started a lot for this team. That's, yeah, is what I'm asking. So that's, how many games? That's also kind of tough. Yeah, it is a very tough question. Yes. <sighs> Gosh. Let's say 64. I kind of feel bad for kind of like not giving you points for this. Um, but it, you're kind of close. It was 53 for, for the Denver Nuggets. Uh, that wasn't close. <laughs> it's, it's close. I mean, I don't know how you're going to get 53 is why. Uh, I'll, you know what? You know, just just for just for the sake of just like with these, how exact these numbers are, I'll give you that one because it is around the range. Um, okay. So he started for fifty three games uh, for the Denver Nuggets in nineteen ninety seven, nineteen ninety eight. Um, so that, I'll uh, give you one point for that since you're you're relatively close, honestly. Um, so, um, yeah. So now you have one point uh, after all that. Um, pick a number from one to six. Let's move on to the next question. Let's go with six. Number six. Oh, this is fun. Oh, uh, <laughs> Mike Bibby is most well-known in NBA circles for his time in Sacramento, where he had multiple clutch, clutch moments in the playoffs for the Kings and just about unseated the defending, um, the basically stopped the Lakers from three-peating um, during his time at, in that in that prime Kings team. Um, after his time with the Kings, he went on to Atlanta for a few years before bouncing from team to team to end his career. Mm. Now, how many teams did Mike Bibby play for before ending his career? I already gave you two. So that basically just give me the total number of teams that he played for. Before ending his career? Before ending his career. Okay, there was... Atlanta, you said. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> hmm. Miami for sure, mm-hmm. because he won the championship. I should I shouldn't say anything, but yes, Miami is one of them. Yeah, he played for another team. I forgot. He did indeed play for other teams. I want to say he played for the Knicks for some reason. Ah. Oh. I can imagine him in the Knicks jersey for some reason. I don't, was it before? No, he, he was in Vancouver. Let's see, I'll go with three. Miami, Hawks, and 
the Knicks? Um, you know, I'll give you look, I'll, I'll let you get away with this. What you do have to include the Kings in that because I, I said total, oh. total amount of teams. So I'll, I'll give you that one four. Um, so is your final answer four? Oh, and so how many teams he's played in his whole career? Yes, that is, yeah, that's okay. What I'm then, th- so five. Uh, that is unfortunately incorrect. Oh, uh, so you're you're right about New York. Okay. You're, you're right. You're right about Atlanta. And you're right about Vancouver, Sacramento. However, the one that was missing, and I do not remember this, he only played two games for for them: Washington Wizards. Whoa! What? When was this? So this was right before he went to Miami, basically. Um, they, he was traded midseason to Miami for their finals run, but apparently there was a stop in between Washington. Um, so, yeah, um, you would have to know that to actually know that. I don't see any other way you would have, again, like found a way to. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You were yeah. close, um, and I gave I gave you a bit of a lifeline on that, but unfortunately, no, uh, no points for this one. Ah, oh, man, <laughs> dang. Washington Wizards, really? Again, it's a two-game thing. It's one of those things where he was basically just rerouted um, before the trade deadline, just after getting traded. So, you know what? I don't blame you for not getting that one. Again, no no, no joy on this one. Okay. All right. Pick a number from one or from two to five. Let's go with two. Two. Okay. In January 25th, 2016, DeMarcus Cousins scored 56 points against the Charlotte Hornets uh, in a losing effort somehow against the Hornets. Uh-huh. Uh, that was the highest scoring game ever by a King in 56 years and is the second most points ever scored by the Kings in a game or scored by a King in, in a game. The record, hold, the record holder for the, amount, for the highest scoring King of all time is a man by the name of Jack Tyman, Tawyman. I don't know how to pronounce this. Jeez, okay. So I was originally going to ask you to name his name, but I had some humanity in me and, you know, showed some mercy because I don't even know who this is. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So instead, what I'm going to actually ask you is, how many points did he actually score? And what is the King's record? Because he is the man that holds it. So wait, you mean... The points that the guy that you just mentioned scored? Yes, in the highest scoring game ever by a king. So before DeMarcus. Yes, that was before DeMarcus. Oh, gosh. So, hmm. This is not going to help you at all, but this was in 1960. Okay, Jesus. Uh, (laughs) Oh, man. 47. That's my guess because Why, dear goodness. I don't I don't understand. I either you're tired or your brain isn't working. I said the highest scoring game ever was 56. Or yeah. the sec, the second highest scoring game was 56. Why would the highest scoring game be oh, more? Gosh dang it. I, I heard I'll, that I'll, wrong. <laughs> I'll let you I'll I'll let you try again. I heard that wrong. Dang. Okay. Uh 63. It is not 63. I gave him two tries and he still couldn't get it. It, uh, was, it was 59. I, I don't know how you would have ever known that, but you know, again, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and stay away from numbers, like <laughs> straight up numbers next time, because there are more numbers here. But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll I'll stray away from having you say the exact number um, going forward. Okay, because. <laughs> At first, I thought you meant like the next, the next highest or whatever, and yeah. I well, know. I said it was the second highest, so. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I just heard that wrong. <laughs> um, and if you're wondering, this game happened against the Minnesota, the, no, the Minneapolis Lakers. That's how long it was, and the Kings were in Cincinnati at the mm. time, and this mm-hmm. was in January 15, 1960. Ah, interesting. Okay. Uh, All right. So you have one point so far. Um, your goal of four points is looking bleaker and bleaker. Um, pick a number from three to five. Let's try five. 
All right. Oh, I, lo- I love this question. Oh, okay. boy. Okay. Kings have been out of the playoffs for what will probably be looking like 16 years at this point. And one of the main reasons is because of their very, very bad defense in that span. Now, my question is, how many times in the last 16 years, that basically ever since they stopped making the playoffs, ever since this drought, have they finished at or above number 25 on defense? Oh, geez, that's... So basically, <laughs> how many times have they finished above... Basically, have they finished above rank 25 or, or, or at um, 25? So this is just a yes or no question. No, it's a number. It's a number. Oh my gosh! I don't. I don't get why it seems like you're not understanding English yeah, today. No, but, I, yeah. I, I hear words come in and it comes out. So basically, yeah, I'm asking how many times have they finished above um, the twenty? Basically, how many times have they not finished up, um, above or a below? They basically, how many times have they finished not a top, not a bottom five defense? It is what I'm asking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess say two. Um, no, that is not the correct. That is not the correct number. I'll give you another try. Oh, man. Top 25 since the play or since we've been to the playoffs. Wait, dang. Actually, there's a bonus question in, in here too. I'll, I'll oh, give it to you later. All right. Um, four. Uh, no, unfortunately, you will not get this point. It was eight times. They've only finished eight. They basically not been a bottom five defense only eight times during the span in the 16 years, which. Oh, that's. Yeah. Not terrible, but it's not great. <laughs> yeah, not terrible, but I mean that's still pretty. <laughs> yeah, pretty bad. Jeez. Okay. I, I, oh. Okay. Sorry. Sorry to cut you off. But the second part of the question is: How many times have they finished in the top twenty at or in the top twenty on defense? Oh gosh, I want to say zero. <laughs> So it is not zero. I'm not going to give you another try for this one because you might end up getting it, but it is only two times. They So they were ranked 20th once. And then during Luke Walton's first year was ranked 19th on defense. Oh, really? Yeah. So yeah, only twice have they not finished um, in, in the bottom 20 is how bad their defense has been. Oh, man. Was that the Corey Joseph years? Yes, it was the first year of Corey Joseph. Oh, man, he boosted our defense that much? No, no, no? It, I, I don't think it was. I think it was just a more concerted effort towards the end of, like, that was kind of the Harry Giles and, like, just basically they started kind of figure it out. And, you know, before the bubble, they were a really good team. People forget that. They looked like they were poised to make the playoffs during mm. during that span. Like, yeah. Memphis, Memphis was kind of falling apart, and they just lost Jaron Jackson at that point. And uh, yeah, uh, the Kings looked like they looked like they were poised to make a run and they were a good team at that point, but things just fell apart in the bubble. And here we are. And the defense somehow has just never recovered. Mm, yeah. It's too bad. And if you're wondering uh, their offense during these, during the span is all over the place. They've been top 10. They've not been top 10. They've been, but they've been bottom 20 before like bottom 25 on offense before mm-hmm. it's all over the place. Man, geez, I'm, I'm not doing so well, not doing so hard. Well, you know, you have to understand English is a is a prerequisite, <laughs> and you're doing a pretty awful job at that. Okay, P- pick a number between three and four. Ah, uh, three. Okay, Halliburton is undoubtedly one of the best best player on the Kings during his time here. You can argue if he was better than De'Aaron or not. I don't think he was, but you can make the argument. Mm-hmm. And on most nights, he did play like the best player he, uh, on the floor out there. You know, look back to the Philadelphia game. However, one of the most frustrating things about about his time here was he was way too unselfish and refrained from taking a lot of shots and did not take over games with the scoring ability that often. How many games has he had this season where he's had less than 10 shots? 
Oh, geez. Specifically, this specifically this season. This season with the Kings or with the Kings. In, oh. Was specifically with the Kings. I want to say it's a high number. Geez. And let me just confirm something real quick. He played, how many games did he play for the Kings this year? God damn it. Okay. He played, he played 51 games for the Kings. Or not, yeah, 51. Yeah, 51. With the Kings, uh, I'm going to say 35. Yeah, that is way too high. Yeah, even oh. if I even I was giving you a range, you're way off. It's only fifteen. Really? Yeah, I less felt, than less than ten shots. Really, it felt like he has uh, less than ten shots in multiple games. For some I think reason. you might be thinking like I think you might be thinking like games he scored less than ten points. I think is what you're thinking of. Maybe. Maybe, but maybe in recent memory, uh, I don't know. If I guess, yeah, no, never mind. I'm wrong, Dan. Geez, I thought he uh, had a multiple games that he scored less than 10 shots. Yeah, he, I mean, he's out of quite a few games, but yeah, looking back, it's not that many, but those games really stuck out. I remember just because, mm-hmm. like, he's one of the best scorers on the team, and yeah. like his three, his three pointer is money, and he just does not take it. And then instead, it usually ends up in Buddy's hands, and we know what happens then. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, unfortunately, no, no score on that one question either. And that leaves only one more question for you. And that is question number four. So I'm just going to go right into it. Okay. Uh, there's been a longstanding joke amongst Kings fans and some in the national media about Lonzo Ball constantly ducking De'Aaron. Now, I don't believe it is intentional, but looking back, he has missed a lot of games against, against the Kings. It, it's It's a very weird thing. It's actually kind of like, kind of the story of his career so far. He's always injured. Uh-huh. But basically, um, what I'm trying to ask, the question is, what is Lonzo's record against De'Aaron in the games that he's played? Now, I'll give you the total number of games that they played. They played eight games together and out of a total 15. So that's how many games they like. Um, Lonzo has missed. De'Aaron has only missed one of these games where Lonzo was active, but they have played a total of... But, Basically, there's been a possible a number of game. The possible number of games is 15, but they've only played eight games against each other. So what is Lonzo's record against De'Aaron during that span in those games? I mean. Out of the eight games. Out of the uh, eight games. I want to say it's low. I'll say two wins. So you're saying two and six. Yeah. It is not two and six. You are Gosh. incorrect. It is only four and four. Dang. Okay. And uh, that, unfortunately, that will actually conclude. Um, I, I was going to say something, but I lost my track of mind. And it's kind <laughs> of a, it's kind of a good metaphor for this quiz. It just ends on a wet fart because <laughs> Kings or Fong scored a grand total of one point, and that was. Well, a lot of it is just because I did way too much numbers, I realized, for this one. But I was hoping for him to get a little bit more. But he only got one point. Didn't even get four. He didn't even get close to four, unfortunately. Yeah, all my numbers were way off, too. So, oh, man. Yeah, maybe next time. I'll probably do another King's Quiz at some point and probably ask you more questions. Yeah, like rhetorical. Reg- <laughs> yeah, re- regarding probably players more than numbers. So yeah, I just realized this was not a very well-crafted quiz either. So, yeah, this, that that's not on you, but I was hoping for you to do it at least a little better. Yeah, I was hoping at least four points, but... Uh... Yes. Uh, I mean, you. I mean, it'd be a pipe dream to get two at this point. So. Yeah, I mean, that might be one. And eh, no, never mind. I probably wouldn't have I, gone I, that. Again, I I don't blame you for missing the Washington one. He played two games. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's too bad, but you know, pretty good quiz. Yeah. Maybe I should have had you name all. Well, actually, no, I don't think that would have worked. But like maybe have you name all the well yeah name all the teams but you, you we didn't know about Washington so yeah okay well uh, now that the quiz is over let's quickly talk a little bit about some wrestling news so I did not get a chance to ask you about you know some of the news that has occurred so let's start with this 
Mm -hmm. um but I've, I've already told you this off air but cody is now out of aew and very heavily rumored to be going to wwe your thoughts so well, do you mind uh repeating the reason why he's leaving aew again so it part of it is money i think that's what's reported and speculated there's not there's no confirmation there but part uh -huh. of it is money and some creative differences between him and big boss man tony khan uh i see i don't know i feel like this is a publicity publicity stunt because i mean he's he's been hating on wwe for years now so that's that's actually a misnomer he he i mean he's taken taken some shots against uh triple h for sure mm -hmm. but overall in interviews if you actually listen to him, he's not really crapping on WWE. He's very kind of courteous to them. He's and he's kind of kept in contact with a lot of people that are there, not just the wrestlers, but even some of the uh, executives. Kind of mm. keeping a good relationship, keeping that door open. So that's actually a bit of a misnomer. Mm, interesting. Okay. If he does come back, he 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 would want to be like a top dog or one of the top dogs. I'm sure. I imagine he would too, because like if he's going back, he's gonna have talks about like I am going to be a main event. Yeah, and he is he he deserves that. He he's been one of the biggest indie stars in years on the independent scene, and you know he probably could have a Drew McIntyre esque run, and you know we'll see if that can happen. And yeah, about the thing about it being a publicity stunt with how like basically with with how like a lot of reporters who constantly cover the um, wrestling industry, the fact that so many people are saying that he's probably leaving, it's it, there's something to it. And mm -hmm. I, the chances are is not a publicity stunt and he is actually leaving. Now, granted, is he going back to WWE? Maybe. But like the idea is that there, there's there's a lot of smoke. There's way too much smoke here. And he mm -hmm. this probably is going to be a real thing. It is not just a publicity stunt. Hmm. Ah, oh, man, that would be pretty interesting. If he does come back, will he come back as Cody Rhodes or Stardust? <laughs> yeah, I imagine Cody <laughs> Rhodes because one of the reasons why he left originally was because he hated the Star Stardust character. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, I again, I think he's due for a main event run if he comes back to WWE. Now, my other question: Are you disappointed? That he's going back if he's going back to wwe would you be disappointed mm, no i mean then again i don't watch aw and i definitely don't watch much wwe yeah. as much anymore but why do i bother I, asking you these questions i have no clue i yeah i don't know why but i mean it'd be pretty nice to see him back i guess and it'd be pretty nice to see him uh main event something for once and you still wouldn't watch, let's be honest. But, I know. <laughs> um, I, I like. I just hear a lot of people saying like they, they would feel betrayed and disappointed. I mean, sure, I get why. I'm not so much disappointed because, honest, I never really care for Cody that much, even in AEW. Um, and, like, I mean, it, it does suck. Like, he is legitimately the face of anti-WWE. Like, he's been courteous, but he is, like, legitimately the symbol for, you know, the anti-WWE um, kind of... He's basically been the head of that movement. And mm -hmm. the fact that he's now leaving that movement and going back to the machine and, you know, it, it's... I mean, there's a bit of, like, just... That, that leaves a sour taste in people's mouth, and I get it. And I wouldn't be disappointed because, like, let, let's be honest, like, money is a real thing. And WWE gives, like, gives a lot, or um, the pay in WWE is a lot of money. And, you know, people's priorities are different, and I get it. It's nothing personal. It's just, just how life actually works. Unfortunately, you can't really tell that to a lot of people on Twitter, but that's how life works. So I wouldn't be really disappointed. He can do whatever he wants, and ultimately, like, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, it'd be pretty interesting when it does happen, but who knows? I mean, maybe he'll uh, come out in uh, WrestleMania, maybe? Look, if I were to, well, it's, I mean, this is tough. Actually, it might be better. So, like, let's just say if I were to get, say you ask you to give me a percentage 
of like uh, how likely it is he's going to be back in WWE. What would you actually put it at? As of right now, I want to say a very well chance. I'll say 25%. 25%. Well, wow. I am actually going to go 60%. 60-40. I think, I think there's, there's, real, there's something real there. And I think I think he's a I think he has a very good chance of showing up at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. if not at the night after WrestleMania. Hell, challenge Roman Reigns for the title. I don't care because there's no one else to beat him. Like you can wait for the Rock all you want. The Rock ain't beating him for that title, and I don't want Brock Lesnar to do it either. And oh, that, that's a that's another thing about like um. So I just watched uh, what was it Crown Jewel or Super Showdown? The the one in Saudi that just happened. The event. Like just having Brock Lesnar run through guys the way he does, like it, I don't like that. I like Brock Lesnar overall, but like at least make it a little bit competitive. Have the guys jump him instead of just having him just legitimately run through the entire roster. Like I didn't like that about Royal Rumble either. That was the issue I had. Like it's starting to get a little old with Brock Lesnar. And come on, the Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns is the thing. It's never worked. I don't think it's going to work this time either. Like. He shouldn't be the guy to beat Brock and the, or to beat Roman. And are you really going to wait for The Rock to come back and wrestle? And was it the next WrestleMania? I think it would be 39 in Hollywood. And even mm-hmm. if he comes back, he ain't winning it because he he's in Hollywood. He's going to yeah. go make movies. It's better than, you know, working for Vince for less money and honestly more work. <laughs> like, I don't know why you would do that. So that's just my opinion. Um, so Cody would actually be a pretty good choice out of nowhere choice to beat the K or be uh Roman. Mm, that'd be pretty interesting. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin is rumored for a full in-ring return. Um, so I guess my question to you, would you like to see that? Like a full in-ring match with him? I'm gonna be honest. It's nice to uh hear that Stone Cold is uh, you know, can potentially come back, but I mean I, I kind of worry about his age and, you know, he has been out of the ring for quite a while. So uh, a little part of me says, oh, it's not, it'll be really great. But the other part of me, the older me is like, uh, I, I, I don't want to see him get hurt again. So he is 57 this year. So just uh, yeah, put, put that out there. But yeah, I, I'm kind of I'm with you on that. Like in that, I, I've never really been that excited to see old wrestlers come back and just, you know, wrestle a match. Like I wasn't that big on Edge returning. It was good for a moment. But like after that, I was like, oh, he has to face Randy Orton and hopefully he doesn't get hurt. And oh, he's, stick- <laughs> oh, he's sticking around. Oh, OK, cool. <laughs> but I, I've never been a big guy. I mean, back I'll, I'll be honest, back in the day, I loved it when The Rock came back because he's my favorite wrestler of all time. Mm-hmm. I, I like that but like i'm not i've not ever since then i've never really been big on you know older guys coming back but i would like to see him like i mean the rumor is he's gonna face kevin owens stunner versus stunner if he just comes in and just stuns kevin owens and picks up the win fine i'm actually okay with that and but i'm not into seeing a full wrestling match from stone cold no maybe it'll be a tag team i don't know a tag team against KO? Who knows? Uh, but at the same time, like, I don't want to see, like, 10... I don't want to wait for Stone Cold to stun someone. Like, yeah. it's, it's going to be, like, a 20-minute match where some guy's going to get just worked over, and you're just waiting for Stone Cold to get that tag, and oh my god, they're, they're, they're getting... They're putting him in a headlock. They're putting him in a leg lock. Oh my god. it's it, We're just... Can he get the Stone Cold? Like instead, just just cut it short. Just have Stone Cold stun someone. Bye. That's it. Yeah. That's all he needs to do. Yeah. You don't need to do that wrestling psychology bullshit. That honestly, some honestly, some AEW wrestlers are guilty of. Just get to the point. Sometime. I'm cool. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Sadly to say, I feel like Vince is could do that or can potentially do that for uh, Stone Cold. I mean that. I mean that's what people come to came to see, right? Stone Cold in a headlock for ten minutes. You know <laughs> that that's what people are there for to see. Like, you know, not the stunner, not, not the pop, not the. I mean, a lot of people are there for the entrance. Honestly, I, I would I would love the entrance, but like just make it quick. Like it does not need to be a ten minute match. That was another thing, kind of with the um, 
match. I mean, granted, it wasn't that long. I think it was six minutes. Roman versus um, Goldberg this um, in, in Saudi Arabia. Like, why the hell did they lock up? Spear, spear, get it over with. Just get, just get that shit off my TV as soon as possible. I'm sorry. <laughs> like that, that's more of a Goldberg thing than anything. But like, why were they locking up? I don't want to see a wrestling match. What you got? How was the show in general? Because it was early in the morning, and you know me, I probably wouldn't watch it. But maybe I'll watch the highlights. It was honestly, it was all right. Like I, I did not like the Brock stuff. Was the only thing again him just running through the entire roster the way he did. I don't. I wasn't a fan of that. Other than that, it was a pretty good show. Like Roman, uh, I just complained about Roman and Goldberg. It was a quick mm-hmm. match, a bit anticlimactic. I thought there was going to be something a little bigger. Instead, Roman just kind of choked him out. Um, Bianca Bianca Belair wins the women's uh, elimination chamber, and like them wearing. And like and them not wearing just oversized t-shirts and like wearing these outfits that you know comply with let's be honest like antiquated ass laws of saudi arabia with how women dress like they were able to like basically like have them wear like these skin tight suits and it actually looked like their gear like their natural gear which was fine i mean like that that was cool like bianca belair winning was cool i don't know why they brought back alexa bliss for that like literally get anyone else in the chamber why did you have alexa bliss come back and just lose um Mm. becky lynch and i think lita i'm sorry i did not care for didn't care for the ronda rousey match either so other than that i mean it was an overall okay show it wasn't bad okay okay maybe maybe i'll look at the highlights okay and last thing I want to quickly talk about, uh, Vince is considering an in-ring return. Now, I'm saying considering in very, very light terms. He's not, there's no plan, nothing. But apparently there, there's been an idea floated around of whether or not he should. He is considering an in-ring return. Oh, gosh. And so my question to you again is, should he do it? I mean, we advocated not for Stone Cold not to wrestle. Now we have an even older man getting into the ring yeah no i mean he's just out of his head at this point there's no way he's gonna wrestle to whatever i don't know how many how many years since he's last been on the ring jesus Uh, so i don't have the year but it was a match i believe in 20 uh, it was against cm punk it was either 2011 or 2012 it might have been 2012 so Mm -hmm. it's been 10 years and uh and it didn't look good then then either. So I I I mean I'm on the same train. It's just like why? Like unless it's gonna be a quick thing, like I don't I don't like I don't want to see it. I don't want to see a 70-year-old man who's clearly lost his mind at this point, like also like be out there looking weirdly fragile despite the despite the fact that he works out all the time. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to see it. I don't want old wrestlers coming back. I don't. Yeah. <sighs> Man, geez. Yeah, that, that'd be pretty something to see. Like, who would he even go against? Shane? He, Shane's not there. Yeah, Shane's not there anymore. So so who would he get, go against, really? I mean, if, who knows? That, that right now, they're actually really star for uh, star power. You know, weird, weird, because they released just about everyone. So yeah. you have no stars anymore. I mean, you never had stars to begin with, but like now they're they're just aching for ideas that's why all these ideas are being floated around which it really sucks because most of those stars could you know benefit for most of the story well then again the storylines are kind of whatever right storylines are trash like yeah the storylines have gone down the drain for so long and yeah it's i mean it's it's a bad i mean it's a bad product and right now they're being like just stripped down to a pretty bare bones roster Mm-hmm. And they have stuff they can work with. They just refuse to work with them. So this is kind of what you get. <laughs> and you're going to, I mean, like, you know, you're, oh, I think, oh, by the way, I think Logan Paul and uh, Johnny Knoxville are going to be at WrestleMania, by the way. So that's going to be a thing. Oh, why? Because um, they're star for star power. And it is what it is. They're just, they're just throwing everything at the wall to try and get people to come to the event. Apparently they're having issues filling out the arena. Because they're selling two for one tickets right now. I mean, they already cut like half the arena for the cameras. So, I mean, 
Ah, man. Johnny Knoxville, that, that's definitely not going to go well. Yeah, he's uh, Sammy Zane. Who Sammy Zane will take care of. Oh, yeah. And then Logan Paul, I mean, what, he's just going to box his way in? I don't know. You want to you guess who he's teaming with? Is it his brother? So, no. I, I don't think Jake Paul is involved in wrestling at all. But basically, he's going to be facing the Mysterios and his tag team partner. You want to take another guess? It's a wrestler. Dominant. It is not. Do- no, it's against the, the Mysterios. Oh, I guess. Uh, who is it? Sinkara. No, Sinkara is not there anymore. No, he um, he's not there. Who would he? I uh, want to see if you can get him. <laughs> I want to see if you can get him. So Sinkara is not there. Jeez. Uh, I do, man. I is is it a wrestler I should know? It is a wrestler. You you definitely know him. You definitely know him. I can say that. Oh man, Ray Mysterio. No, what am I saying? <laughs> He's going against us. It do, so it doesn't have to be a Mexican guy. Just letting <laughs> you know. Oh gosh. Uh. Uh. I don't know. Uh, to be honest, I can't think of anyone going against the Mysterials for a storyline. It is going to be the Miz is his tag team partner. Apparently. Oh, so that's going to be a thing. And okay, it does not make me. Int- I, I'm I'm not into the Miz. I'm not into Logan Paul. I'm not going to watch that match. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see. Okay. <sighs> yeah. Well, yeah. That's basically recaps the entire happenings. It's been a, it's been a crazy ass week in uh in wrestling, and that um basically covers it all. Um, we'll see what happens with the Cody situation. We'll see if they can put together a pretty decent card for uh, WrestleMania. And uh, yeah, as a great man once said, we'll have to see. Oh yeah, we shall see. Okay. Well, thank you guys for listening to this one. Uh, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed All-Star Weekend. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the little King's quiz we had. Um, I will create a better quiz next time. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully you guys liked uh, our wrestling discussion as well, despite the fact that Fong will never watch wrestling. Um, but hey, one of these days. One of these days. I mean, I've, I've been watching, uh, you know, clips from – way back then to be honest and you know it's not current but it's it's something yeah you're doing the bare minimum congratulations <laughs> anyways thank you guys for listening to this one uh we'll catch you guys back maybe before the denver game if we can come up with another idea for another episode if something crazy happens uh, we'll probably come on but i mean trade deadline's over so i don't see anything that could probably make us come back early but we'll see um Yeah, uh, you know, if nothing happens, we'll see you guys after the Denver game on Thursday. All right, then. Well, we'll see you guys later.